I see a lot of injectors get tied up in knots with this, and today's video is designed to help you feel in control when dealing with ptosis. So an eyelid ptosis is a droopy eyelid, especially important if it's a new symptom, asymmetrical or affecting vision. We are looking at the eyelid with reference to the pupil and not the eyebrow or the skin above the eyebrow, which often confuses new injectors. The majority of cases I see reported as eyelid ptosis on forums are in fact eyebrow ptosis. A drooping frontalis muscle can rest on the eyelid and create a sense of heaviness in the area that to the less trained eye looks like the Botox has affected the eyelid. This then means the patient gets the wrong treatment and the injector is prone to repeating the same mistakes. So what causes it? There are multiple causes of true eyelid ptosis, and it's wise to consider all of them if a patient presents to you at any stage with a ptosis. First, the one we are apparently expecting in 1% of treatments is when botulinum toxin makes its way into the orbit and affects the levator palpebrae muscle. I must say that a risk of 1 in 100 is not my experience at all. It is far less frequent than that in my clinic. But if it is this high, it's probably because injectors do not understand the anatomy and are injecting too deep and near to the orbit. To understand this, let's review the anatomy. The primary muscle of elevation is the levator palpebrae muscle, and it runs all the way from its origin on the lesser wing of the sphenoid bone over the top of the globe and over the superior rectus muscle until it fans out and becomes a tendon sheath called the levator aponeurosis. It passes over a transverse suspensory ligament, the Whitnall's ligament, which is part of a pulley system allowing the horizontal levator muscle to exert more of a vertical force on the levator aponeurosis that actually pulls your eyelid up. Posterior to the levator aponeurosis is the superior tarsal muscle, also called Mueller's muscle, which is a smooth muscle that also elevates the eyelid, but it's not under conscious control. It responds to the sympathetic nervous system, that is when you are acutely stressed or excited. So what can cause an eyelid ptosis? A lot of injectors immediately blame themselves for any side effects, symptoms or complaints that occur after a procedure. And patients also reasonably connect what they see to procedures they have had done. But there are many causes of asymmetry in this area that are actually not related to botulinum toxin, which you should rule out before blaming yourself. First, there are people with congenital ptosis, usually mild and asymmetrical, that is present lifelong, but often gets worse as you age. If you place your hand on your forehead, can you open your eyes wider without flexing your forehead? I can't. My eyelid muscles don't work. Racist folks making fun of my Asian eyes all my life made me not notice a medical condition. Emotional damage. Picture Jeff Bezos, or in fact me, because I have a slight asymmetry with my eyelids too, which I only noticed when I started doing aesthetics. If you look closely, I do look like I've been having Groupon Botox, which I assure you I haven't. So, always check your before photos. It's really common for patients to spot old things for the first time after a new procedure because they analyze themselves in much more detail. This is most often the case with mild ptosis. The next most common way injectors get confused is with a brow ptosis, especially on people whose skin runs uninterrupted to the eyelid. A slump in the forehead tissue can transmit some energy into the upper lid area. Usually this narrows the space between the eyebrow and the lid line much more than it drops the lid itself. And this is what you need to look for on examination. Remember the way that you treat a drooping eyelid is very different to a drooping brow. 
There are also several notable medical conditions which look very similar to side effects from botulinum toxin treatment. Myasthenia gravis is caused by autoimmune destruction of the acetylcholine receptor. The more active the area, the more symptoms show up. So it's common for the eyelid to droop early in the disease, and this can be asymmetrical too, presenting in a very similar way to a botulinum toxin side effect. Horner's syndrome is another important condition to know about. This can cause atosis due to disruption of the sympathetic nerve innervation of the face, which can be for various reasons, the most serious of which is an apical lung cancer affecting the sympathetic nerve plexus in the chest. This causes a droopy eye, but also loss of sweating and constriction of the pupil. You would not want to confuse this with a Botox side effect. What are the treatment options for eyelatosis? Not everyone who presents has a complication from botulinum toxin, so once you have ruled out medical causes, there are a number of treatment options for eyelatosis worth being aware of, even if you do not offer them in your practice. First, if you have a botulinum toxin side effect or a mild congenital ptosis, you can use medication which stimulates the smooth muscle in the eye. That's the tarsal muscle or Mueller's muscle, which responds to sympathetic stimulation. The fight or flight response, which causes widening of the eye, and drugs such as iopidine, aproclonidine, or oxymetalazoline hydrochloride mimic the sympathetic response and can be used to temporarily lift the eye for between four to six hours. In the UK, these are off-label medications, but a licensed product called Upneek is available in the US. Of course, these are temporary solutions and not suitable for all patients. The next option which surprises many patients is that you can treat an eyelatosis, even one caused by botulinum toxin, with more botulinum injections. The eyelid, like most moving structures in the body, has muscles which oppose each other. Eyelid retractors, the tarsal muscle and the levator pulpary muscles, are opposed by the palpable part of orbicularis oculi, the protractors. This means if you inject the upper eyelid, the orbicularis oculi muscle anterior to the tarsal muscle with one to three units, it can actually lift a drooping eyelid by a millimeter or so. Many injectors dealing with the side effect will use both options as the drops will work in minutes but need constant application and the toxin takes a couple of weeks to work but once it does work, it is consistent. Surgical options are also worth knowing about. Of course, not a treatment for a side effect from botulinum toxin, but for those people with congenital asymmetries. These pre-existing or age-related ptosis often require surgery. I've been following Dr. Guy Massey for a while and he explains very well in his videos the types of surgery to be aware of. Ptosis surgery is not the same as a blepharoplasty and requires an oculoplastic surgeon who operates on the eyelid itself. There are two main options for surgery. First, we may target the levator apneurosis tendon, which the levator palpebrae muscle inserts into, and shorten it by the required amount to create a lift. This type of surgery is often reserved for older people with functional problems due to severe drooping of the lid obstructing vision, and it is less likely to give a perfect aesthetic result. There is also a less powerful but more aesthetically predictable type of surgery to create a more controlled aesthetic result, where a section of the tarsal muscle is removed through the posterior side of the lid. Of course, most of my audience are not doing surgery, but it's important to be able to advise your patients correctly so that you can give them the best possible options for their particular problem. Most of all, I hope this video has helped you understand that with a good understanding of the anatomy, you should be able to diagnose and treat ptosis appropriately, as well as avoid it as a complication. Remember not to leap into a treatment if one of your patients comes back with a mild ptosis. Get your diagnosis correct and consider other causes of asymmetry of the eyes other than Botox complications 
before you start treatment, which may not work, or worse still, hide a coincidental medical condition. Let me know what you took from this video in the comments down below, and don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you next week.